the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but show up ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. And we're back with the Flat Earth Believers. And I know what you're thinking. Flat Earth? That's exciting. Yeah. People believe that. Well, they definitely do, which is surprising. But maybe you don't know what we're talking about. Maybe this is the first you've heard of it, in which case you need to go back to our part one episode. Maybe you're new to this podcast. Welcome to Ono, Ross, and Carrie. You are welcome to keep on listening. But yeah, you might want to hear about our first meeting because we'll be kind of building up on some of the concepts we discussed in part one. I know one of the questions people always ask me first when we talk about flat earth is do people really believe it? Yeah, we had a Facebook comment to this effect as well saying, oh, I don't believe that they really believe it. Oh, they're just pose. Oh, they're just stirring up controversy or having fun exercising this strange idea that's fun to champion. And I think there is a lot of that online. Okay, yes. Not in this group. No. In person, no. I can firmly say these are true believers. Mm -hmm. Besides us. So far. Yeah, we're back for another meetup group with our friends in the Flat Earth Society. I don't know. I'm just giving them a society name. Why not? It (laughs) seems like there's a bunch of groups with that name. So it doesn't seem like anyone has All the logic is circular. (laughs) Ironically. Yeah, we were invited back for another event happening. This time it was September, so about a month later. It's kind of a regular hang they have and back at our old pizza place. Back at that sweet, sweet chain pizza restaurant. We drove separately this time, but we met there about the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we sat in the same place that we had sat before thinking. Yeah, we grabbed our earth-shaped pizzas. Mariah came over to join us. We were talking to her for a while and everybody else was sort of waiting around for their pizza and then some people started sitting at some other tables. We're like, oh, well, they'll come join us. Our tables are better. Yeah, and this this is the traditional place. We have established it after one meeting. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you do. So yeah, we talked to Mariah for a while. She was describing herself as a conspiracy theorist. Generally, she questions people's motives. She mentioned the Illuminati. She also expressed concerns about elections and the money system. And she seemed to feel that there's these people who control everything, and they already know what the outcomes of the elections are. Mm. I remember I pointed out this latest presidential election kind of gives lie to that idea, because who would have predicted that Trump would get elected? If anyone had the connections, it's the Clintons. And she said, oh, but everything happens for a reason. And I said, but wouldn't you say that too if Hillary had been Mm -hmm. elected? She said, oh, well, that's true. It's funny, as you guys were talking about Hillary Clinton, I had just bought What Happened? Oh, right. Yeah, you had that in your bag. Sitting next to me, burning a hole in my bag. You wanted to be reading that. (laughs) That's true, but also there was, you know, a lot of ire for all politicians. If you had taken that out, the people would have looked very much askance at your Hillary Clinton book. (laughs) Definitely. Mariah was even saying that she is skeptical of these YouTubers, the flat earthers, Ah. because she feels even they are not giving her the full truth. Okay. So this is kind of the same thing that's going on in the UFO community where you have the truth tellers and then the truth tellers telling the truth on the truth tellers and then Mm -hmm. their haters who are telling the truth on them. But she said at least getting partial truth is better than no truth at all. Yes, <laughs> that's true anywhere. When we sat down with Mariah, her first question for us was, so you are now flat earthers? <laughs> and we're like, oh, well, we're still learning. She said, but you're going in that direction, right? And yeah, yes, you're like, yeah. yeah. And, and I said, well, there's a lot of information. Yeah, so much, just so much to absorb. Uh, God, so where's I, my pizza? <laughs> she said, I know, right? She agreed with that. And then she was talking about how when she first got into the flat earth, she was watching three to four hours of YouTube videos a day. Oh, wow. Which you kind of have to. That's true. It's intimidating. At both of these meetings, I left with eight to 10 new tabs in my browser of things I needed to watch. And every single one required hours and 
hours of viewing. Yeah, go and look up some Flat Earth videos. They are not short. It is not five minutes of the best proofs that Earth is flat. It is 200 of the best proofs that Earth is flat for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, one of the videos actually was 200 proofs. We played a clip from the beginning of that at the end of our last episode. There's also quite a bit of rapping in Flat Earth Outreach. Yeah, what is the connection with rap? I, I know we've know. got B.O.B. and yeah, B.O.B. and then we've got Eric Dubé. He raps too, huh? Oh, yeah. So uh, is that what he's mainly known for? I don't think so. I don't know what he's other than anti Semitism. <laughs> yes, doesn't like Jews and also raps. You can catch his Bandcamp album on bandcamp.com. What if I don't? Definitely don't pay for it. <laughs> okay. He's an anti Semite. <laughs> <laughs> But he will rap at you about the earth. You were just playing one for me, and I got to say, there were some pretty mad skills in there. They definitely rhyme. Skills with a Z. Mm. Oh, I wanted to say, after our first meetup, which was right before the eclipse, one of the guys who wasn't able to attend posted on the meetup page afterward a YouTube video that he had filmed of the eclipse. Oh, I bet that really proved something. He angles the camera up at the sun. <laughs> And then you can see his finger kind of work its way down the lens and cover the sun up. And he's like, whoa, what's happening here, guys? That's really weird. (laughs) And his finger lifts up. (laughs) And that's when I wondered, are you trying to punk us? Like, (laughs) do you think we're stupid? I take that as a joke, but just a very bad one. But the way he was saying it didn't seem to have the wink or the nod that you would expect. What is this? (laughs) Gosh, I have to assume that's a joke, but yeah, I mean, you're I didn't dumber. See it, you so. think we are? <laughs> you know what else they posted in that flat Earth group was a video of some billboards that had gone up, I think, in Portland. Yeah, in Oregon, somewhere about how the Earth is flat, and there were a bunch of different rotating images on a digital billboard. One said "Horizon, not Curvizon." Did it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. A few times in a couple of videos, they pointed that out. Oh, it's called the horizon. That means right. it's horizontal. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Words come from other words. I think you're taking that a little too far. That doesn't lock it in stone for the rest of humanity. Thursday is named after Thor. <laughs> true. Yeah, this particular meeting had about 14 people who'd signed up. And so far, it was you, me, and Mariah and the other people who are getting their pizzas and starting to form a little enclave at the other tables. For a while, I wasn't sure if they were with us or not because some of them were new faces. Mm, but it became clear pretty quickly because one was wearing a shirt that said Nassholes. <laughs> like NASA, <laughs> uh-huh. not assholes. Yeah, a portmanteau Portmanteau. with a picture of a snake on it and the NASA logo. That's our peeps right over there. (laughs) That guy's with me. Hey, rest of the restaurant, we're with that lady with the Nassau shirt. Another guy had a shirt that I thought was pretty darn clever. I almost kind of wanted to get it, which was- I think I know which one it's going to (laughs) be. It's the NASA logo with the blue field and the red swoop over it in the NASA font. It just says, nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've actually seen that before. Really? I think so. I almost want to wear that. I don't yeah. know what statement I'd be making. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I it don't makes even me know. laugh. I think people at NASA would just be like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what this is. So we decided to go over there. And once we moved, I was sitting next to one of the co-founders of the group. He had not been there for the previous meeting. Okay, so right. We hadn't met myself. him yet. We'll call him Noah. And said, oh, I don't think I saw you here last time. And he said, well, uh, I started the group. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. He had uh, dark hair. He seemed kind of overly concerned with I mean, in a sweet way, I guess, but like with making this a good meeting, is this the best place to sit? Can everybody hear themselves? <laughs> Get everybody hear everybody else? Are you sitting next to someone new? Ah, uh, this was not a good place to sit and hear other people. No, yeah, we were now sitting in a place that was sort of was a, a U-shaped. Of in- yeah, and a bunch enclave. of individual tables. So you'd have people in the middle sitting across from each other and then people behind them and people in front of them. And yeah, you couldn't really carry a good conversation. There was a lot of discussion going on. I found 
myself next to a woman I hadn't met before, and she said it was her second meeting, so she was in a similar boat. But that boat would get smaller and smaller as it went away, Correct. and that's why you'd stop seeing it. <laughs> yeah. I had a telescope. I'd just see it forever. It seemed like she was in a similar position where she'd just been hearing a lot and reading and watching a bunch of YouTube videos about Flat Earth, but it didn't seem like she was 100% convinced. Right. She mentioned someone who had also sent her links about how there are no dinosaurs. Sure. She seemed to at least regard these things as plausible or worth investigating. Mm -hmm. She almost had a kindred spirit to our own. Oh, that's nice. Except maybe just a, a little more credulous. Well, very soon after we had sat down, someone said, you know, this isn't a very good place to sit. Why don't we get up and go to the back, which is where we had been. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we all pick up our pizzas and we go to the back where, granted, there is more space. It is a better pick. Yes. Also there was a film crew. Yes. And afterward, they had assigned releases. Yeah. But for most of the meeting, we just had people occasionally pointing cameras in our direction. Mm -hmm. And they were doing a documentary about the guy who co-founded the group. And someone asked them, so are you guys flat earthers? And they had such a perfect <laughs> response. The director said, well, I've been telling everyone we'll make up our minds when this movie is finished. Clever. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So we may appear in some flat earth documentary somewhere. They had another meetup a couple weeks later where they had asked people to come and participate in this documentary if they were willing to be on camera about it. And then they also had Mark Sargent come to talk, but we couldn't come and hear him. Yeah, I'm bummed I missed that. He's one of the big YouTube personalities. We were doing something that we can't tell you about. Something released later. Right. We've been working on this for like three years. <laughs> oh my God. Someday you will hear about it. Unless both of us die. Then you'll never and know. And then the Speaker of the House will have to tell you. Because <laughs> he's third in line, third in line for, for Ono, Ross, podcast. and Gary. That's correct. Is it Paul Ryan? Yep. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that how we both get hit by a bus and everybody waits with <laughs> bated breath for Paul Ryan to fill them in. Someone has to email and be like, oh, Speaker what, Ryan. What were they up to? It would be the first good thing you did. One thing we didn't discuss from our first meeting was Florence had at one point said that you never see a model train on a globe because tracks can't bend like that. Mm. And so I stared at her for a few seconds and said, well, they do they go do, up hills. Mm -hmm. The the tracks have to bend to go up a hill and back down. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't bend that fast. No, that going up a hill, a train's tracks will bend at a more extreme angle than they would over the large earth. But she's picturing a whole model train that's eight inches long on a globe that is one foot wide. Yeah, and that's silly. Yeah, she's right. That would be hard. <laughs> you could probably do it with magnets. How the hell do they work? Who did you find yourself sitting next to? I think I was still sitting next to Noah. This particular meeting, people really got into the engineering and the science of how this whole track system works. Oh, the, interesting. Yeah, the track that the moon and sun are on. They're not parallel. And the tracks are see-through. Of course. Transparent. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many flat earthers believe, which would make more sense, that at least the tracks go around the edge of the earth and underneath and come back up. Because that would then make more sense for the sun, that it's not just receding into the haze. So it goes around the ice wall, you're saying? Right. Okay. <laughs> Look at us trying to picture <laughs> the around the ice wall that's on the outside and of the earth. Yeah, maybe it connects with Mount Miru on the other side. <laughs> sure, why not? And then a lot of just talk about sort of the philosophy of this whole thing that, boy, once your eyes are opened to flat earth, everything else becomes clear. Oh, yes. And this is a common refrain that once you understand that the earth is flat, everything else falls into place because it's it's the central lie that you're told your whole life. Mm -hmm. Everything breaks down after that, which I bet it does. <laughs> yes. True statement. Everything yeah. breaks down. <laughs> I found myself next to a guy I'll call Rafe because he reminds me of Rafe Fines. Oh, Rafe Fines. And, uh, Big fan. Yeah, but this guy... Oh, boy. <laughs> Not as good. He and the Nassholes fellow were <laughs> talking to me, and in particular, Rafe was recommending Santos Bonacci. He's a YouTuber slash web 
site maker who is really into syncretism, like Mm. this explanation that he has for all of the world's religions and how they are reflections of what happens in the stars, this astro theology. But he has a series of half hour YouTube videos. So you got to give him points for brevity there. Yeah, definitely. Also... Rafe started bagging on the Jesuits and the Catholics. Oh, okay. All of these lies. It's all Rome. Ah, okay. Harkening back to amazing facts a little bit. Yeah. So he said that this is just a continuation of the Inquisition, but it's gone underground. You know, I did talk to these people about aliens, what's going on with aliens. Mm -hmm. And some of them believed there were like, people from other planets, which I don't understand how that fits in. Yeah, I heard a lot about aliens in the later conversation this day. And I asked that too. I said, okay, so that's compatible with the flat earth? Like, do they come from other objects we see in the sky? Or are they from neighboring disks that are on the same flat plane? Mm -hmm. And didn't get a clear answer on that one. Right. And I said, oh, you know, Jimmy Kimmel has had Hillary Clinton and other people on, I guess, to talk about UFOs, which is something I hadn't known until the UFO conference. Yeah. The guy sitting next to me says, well, you know, he films his show in a Masonic temple. So that's true. He does. He films his show in an old Masonic temple. But this is confusing now. So, okay, so Jimmy is both sharing information you want him to share and maybe evil because he's in a Masonic temple. I don't know what you mean by this. Yeah. What's the takeaway? Yeah, exactly. My friend Rafe was also telling me about sacred geometry. Love them triangles. Yeah. So he he was starting to get into that a bit. And I I was trying to get back to Rome and try to figure out why do they do all this? What's in it for them? And he said, oh, well, it's just, you know, this is all Satan stuff. They're just doing all these things to chip away at everything that is good. Yeah, that is how they see this. Just, like a Jenga tower that you just like pull one piece out of man and the whole thing comes down. Yeah, and it seems like they don't need any overarching explanation of what's going on or any mission on the part of the Satanists. Oh boy, this guy seemed really obnoxious. He was talking about as a co-worker how he would put up little signs that would say research flat earth and then he'd leave them at dining tables and then he said, oh, the next day, you know, I wouldn't take credit for them, but I would point to them if I was eating with someone and say like, oh, that's interesting. Look at that. Look at that horizon. Right. I wonder what his coworkers say back. Yeah, look at that. We know you did it. (laughs) Well, that was too long to spend at that table. Yeah, why did we move again? So some tables opened up that were along a window. Was it maybe the documentarians who were saying we could use a better? So that would be a better reason than the reason I heard, because you're saying maybe better lighting. Mm -hmm. That would make sense. But Noah was like, oh, that looks like an even better spot over there. We can all sit in one long line, because right now we're kind of divvied up at two different banks. Of tables. I will say that final location won for best location. Sure. But at this point, it's just like, oh my God, shit or get Stop off the pot. moving us. Yeah. Right. So, oh, we all pick up our pizza trays again and we move over here and sit down. And now I'm sitting across from a man I'll call Philip and next to a woman who I'll call Alicia. We got really split up on this one. You were far down the table. And Alicia was not a flat earther. She said to me, oh, I'm just here with my friend. I really don't know anything about this. And I could see she was uncomfortable. She did not want to be here, but her friend had talked her into it. Huh. So everyone kept saying to her like, oh, you know, Carrie's not totally a flat earther either. You guys are like kindred spirits. And then we nodded each other like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We Uh both are not this. We are in this situation. (laughs) Pretty much. So Philip, boy, Philip had a lot to say. Okay. So he's one of these people who can just talk extemporaneously on whatever's on his mind, but he really like holds court. He's a good storyteller. Mm. So everyone's leaning in and Mm -hmm. listening to what he's saying. Even the people who aren't in our conversation are kind of leaning forward and saying, wait, what's this about? And boy, he had a lot of information, Ross. Okay. First up, he told me that All of these power lines, uh, which means like the people who have the power on our earth, run back to Israel. Wait, they are power lines? Yeah, like lines of power. He would say power lines, but I know this is confusing. Because I'm thinking of a goofy movie. He means neither the hero of a goofy movie. Stand up, up the crowd, even if I have to shout shout out out loud. loud. 
not to be confused with ley lines either. Correct. So yeah, these are just the lines of power between people. Anyway, they run back to Israel and he kind of glosses over this and moves on. And I was like, uh, uh sorry. Are you, uh, Come again. <laughs> yeah. What is this connection to Israel? Why is that important? Right. So I don't remember how I phrased it. I remember thinking like, okay, you can't just ask him, did you just say the Jews are evil? That's too conspicuous. <laughs> so like, how do you phrase that? And I don't remember exactly how I pulled it off, but it was something like, oh, wait, so Israel, so are the, are the Jews in in the seat of power or something like that. And he said, whoa, 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 carry, 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 carry. You have to be so careful. You have to be so careful. You can't just say things like that. <laughs> so so I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's like looking around him. You know, this is my official he's word He's got everyone's on attention yeah. and now he's in an awkward <laughs> position. Yeah. I'm not saying that the Jews are evil. Okay? Okay? Everyone clear? I'm not saying the Jews are evil. I'm saying they just happen to be in power and have for a long time, and a lot of these power lines go back to them. I want to wear a yarmulke the next time <laughs> we go there. Yeah. So that guy's probably an anti-Semite. Okay. He also was telling me about all sorts of YouTubers I should watch. And I said, you know, I'm really uh, more of a reader than a watcher. Is there anything I should read? And he told me to read that Parallax Oh, book. okay. Yeah. And then also Zetetic Astronomy by the same author. 200 proofs the Earth is not a spinning ball. But anyway, then he wrote down a whole bunch of recommendations for me. Eric Dubay, ODD TV, which you and I watched. Right. One of the rappers. Yeah, yeah. Mark Sargent, Under the Dome, Kings Dethroned, but he couldn't think of who wrote that, and Not in His Image by John Lambash, The Work of August Picard, because August Picard went up in a hot air balloon and said that the earth looks like a disc with edges that come up. Oh, like a concave lens or something? Yeah, yeah. Weird. But he didn't say the earth is therefore a disc. He just said like, this is kind of what it looks like from my balloon. Okay, but then he starts just telling us about just all the ways that your brain is manipulated by the government. And he starts telling us about Illuminati conspiracies. And he said, you know, my wife and I, his wife wasn't there. My wife and I, we go to the movies and I, I always lean over to her and I'm like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Because there's always just signs and symbols of the Illuminati. Oh, and I'm geez. thinking, this poor woman. woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He said, you know, I'll be like, there's a butterfly. Okay. <laughs> and I said, because of Project Monarch. And he looked so impressed. Oh, nicely he done. was like, okay, never mind. You're one of us. <laughs> I only know about Project Monarch because of my other podcast, Hidden Mickey's. But hmm. yeah, it's this idea that the government kidnaps a bunch of kids and brainwashes them, mostly at Disneyland, oh, and then turns them, <laughs> turns them into foot soldiers and gives them multiple personalities. So he's into that, apparently. And then he said, you've got to read Transformation, two words. Oh, okay. Transformation of America by Kathy O'Brien, who's one of the people who believes this happened to her. And I oh, think she's no. sincere and not well, so real bummer. Um, but he's like, her book is so good, it'll really open your eyes. So you should tell him you work at Disney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and wear a skull cap. I love it. Okay, well, I found myself over on the other end of the table. I could see you down there. I was next to a Nassholes fella, and then a guy next to him, we'll call this new gentleman, Kevin. So Kevin and Nassholes were, oh my goodness, they went off on so many different conspiracy theory, alien mm -hmm. things. And this was just wild and free form. They started out talking about Operation High Jump, which was this- I don't know that one. A legitimate military exercise right after World War II, essentially, where our military ran a bunch of operations around Antarctica to- test cold weather conditions, see if you could build bases, prepare for other future operations in cold climates. This is what they really did. Yes. Okay. But Got they it. believe that oh, hang on. Hitler cloned oh. himself <laughs> no. and I think I think the clone was the one who died, but then Hitler went down to Antarctica and he was allowed to live as long as he promised not to nuke us. He could set up a base in Antarctica. What? And Oh, no, it got better. Is he better. still alive? Uh, well, I would hope not. He'd be incredibly old. But right. The, well, I don't know if he's a you know, cyborg or whatever. Ostensibly, he was going there to establish a presence in Hollow Earth. 
my God. Yeah. Wait, they can't believe in hollow earth. Don't you tell them what they can't believe in. <laughs> Wait, so is it like a cheesy crust where it seems flat, but there's something in the middle? Well, as they've told us before, we don't know what's down there. Could be anything. What? Oh, that's so confusing. Oh, so would it yeah. be like a rectangle? <laughs> what would it be? It's like a croissant. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god! It's flaky with. I thought for sure they were at least in disagreement with the Hollow Earthers. Oh well, I. One of the defining features of the Hollow Earthers is that they believe the Earth is round. Oh, I'm sure if we went around the table, we would not get unanimous support yeah. for that notion. But yeah, Hitler was involved, and they were talking about these aliens, and they were like double crossing certain alliances. So they like turned on Hitler, they turned on us, or something. They were the Draco aliens. So that's when I was trying to figure out, okay, and where do these aliens come from if the earth is flat or right and the stars are just a bunch of fireflies stuck up in that big bluish black thing (laughs) where do the aliens come from so yeah i'm not sure how consistent these ideas are with everything else we've heard uh but yeah then we got into talking about free energy devices why not and i wanted to know well do those exist out there and they're like, oh definitely of course so okay well if most people think something is not true it is true if people think something is true, it is not true. So, okay. Easy formula. Usual questions. Why then do we never see those devices? Why aren't the instructions online? And Nassholes was saying, oh, well, that's when they cut your brakes. That's when you get in an accident. If you try to share that information, they'll kill you. Fine. Someone would still share it and then get killed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Then why- If you- Edward Snowden is alive. Right. Exactly. If they can't kill him- and they choose not to kill David Wilcock, mm-hmm. then yeah, but no one's like person put up the you instructions. Make a wind turbine exactly. That keeps going. And what are you going to do once it's on peer-to-peer networks and being shared as a PDF everywhere? Yeah. What's going to stop everyone from building one? People will try to lock down on bomb making instructions online, but they're still there. I'm not saying go look them up. Don't go look them up. But they're there. Yeah, you don't want that in your browser history. Mm -mm. So then I was saying, okay, well, even let's say the petrochemical companies, they want to keep selling their wares and destroying the environment because they're Satanists and that's the kind of stuff that Satanists do apparently. Even then, why wouldn't they use those devices for themselves so they would have cheap free energy? Maybe they do. Yeah, the guy said, oh yeah, they definitely do. They have underground bunkers where Good. they- now I'm thinking like a flat earther. Yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they do get the free energy, but not the rest of us. And where are these machines? In the cheesy crust? So one of the layers, I don't know. And we but did- wait, if there's an endless energy supply- why would they even be taking coal and fossil fuels out of the earth? So just they can sell- make money off of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just sell us that energy and tell exactly. us. Exactly. Tell us it's awesome. Yeah. You don't have to put out a bunch of, you know. Sell uh, us the free energy. Oil the- fields and shit. And all the pollution. But again, I think that's just, you know, the Satanist stuff. That's what sure. they do. Like the, right. Mess- Satanists love smog. Mess things up. There were some statements about flat earth. And these gentlemen were agreeing with me that, yeah, we just need to go out there and test these things. Great. Send GoPros up in balloons and awesome. get footage of the other side of the wall. Yes. So they were in agreement on all that. And Kevin had a really good suggestion of a way we could test the flat earth theory, sail around Antarctica and take a measurement of how long that journey is. Yeah, okay. if you think about it, with their model, that should be much longer than mm-hmm. the equator. Right. Then if you appear right back where you were before and you haven't gone that far, if you've mm-hmm. gone as far as, say, the globe model would predict, well, then you got a problem on your hands. Yeah, okay. So that would be a great test. Yes, let's do it. I'm all for it. Actually, speaking of this, B.O.B. has put up a GoFundMe because he says he wants to see that sweet curvature. So he's going to send up a bunch of balloons and satellites and put video cameras on them. And if he sees the curve, he'll eat his words. And Uh, I was like, I love it, B.O.B. Great. Let's do it. So yeah, if you want to, his GoFundMe is not doing as well as you'd hope. Is there a website, GoFundYourself? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It should be. It is called Show B.O.B. The Curve. He is trying to raise $1 million and he has raised $6,467. 
I say if you want to donate to this, this is one of the better ways you can donate yeah. to the Flat Earther movement. One of my little theories is that a lot of the Flat Earthers just want to get free rides on balloons or trips <laughs> to the International Space Station. Yeah. And I they're should hoping- say I don't believe in Thailand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just playing their cards right, hoping someone will be like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm putting you on the first trip up to the International Space Station. That would be a good move. Like, oh, I'll eat my words. Yes, yeah, so you got a little bit of racism over there. I got some nice homophobia. Oh, no. Jeez, guys. Nassholes, as I'm calling him by his shirt, remarked upon how men these days have just gotten so sissy. And oh, no. I don't remember men being so feminine Oh no! when I was growing up. And I don't think I ever knew a trans, what was the term he used? No, oh, no. I can't even remember. But anyways, yeah, he was essentially saying, oh, we have all these girly men now. And oh, God. that never used to be the case. <laughs> oh, my God. How old was this person? In his 30s. Oh, man. Come on, asshole. (laughs) He was talking about his family and how he actually has family members who work for NASA. Oh, wow. And he talked. I wonder if that's true. From the way he was saying it, I believe yes. He wasn't sure whether they knew about his activism or had read the posts online that would reveal his thoughts towards NASA. But yeah, he was saying how it's just constantly awkward because he doesn't know quite how to react to them or relate to them. I doubt he's lying or anything, but I could imagine that he is overstating the words works for and that it could not be NASA, that it could just be like someone who works in aeronautics or something. Oh, maybe. He's just assumed it's NASA because everything evil in the sky is NASA. Yeah, but he was very suspicious of them and what babies they were eating on the side. Oh, yeah, baby eating will come into this later. But uh, yeah, I I was trying to get more info just on flat earth consistency. So one of the questions I was asking was, what about with these space shuttle launches? Where are those going? Uh-huh. Because, you know, we all see we've got plenty of footage of these gigantic rockets shooting off okay, into the okay, air. Okay, okay, I've got a guess. Okay, what do you think? Those are actually models. And so they just shoot them the way you'd shoot the Nightmare Before Christmas and... They don't go into the sky at all because they're five or six inches high. Great theory. Well, no, they were at least admitting that, yes, we do see them shoot up into the air and you can go to Cape Canaveral and watch all this fuel get expended. But the idea is that they always go into a parabolic arc. They're like, always, it's always parabolic. Okay. And fine. That tells them that eventually it just curves and goes straight back down and plunks in the ocean doesn't go up into space. It may go pretty high, but it just falls back down to the ocean. And I said, well, do they actually have pilots in there? Are there actual astronauts in these rockets? Sacrificed forever? And they said, "Ah, man, that's a good question. They weren't really sure. Oh, are the actual people on there or not? But even if they are, they just get rescued out of the ocean later. But they pretend that they've been up on the International Space Station for weeks or months or however long. Which ocean? I, I can't name a a Pacific one. And then they said- I don't know what to say to that. They rec- it would cause a real big splash. Uh, they recommended that I look up on YouTube a bunch of errors on ISS videos. So on the International Space Station, you can find these compilations of errors they messed up where something disappears out of someone's hand or turn around and there's a, a different setup than there was before. And they point out how you never see someone on a spacewalk moving their camera around 180 degrees because you can't see the soundstage behind them. Ridiculous things. You know, when I worked for Tech Times doing science writing, mm-hmm. one time there was a news story about how there was a UFO that came into view on the space station and then they cut from it. So I went and grabbed the image and you could see outside the window and there was just the sort of faint pinpoint of light that you kind of couldn't tell where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. So I actually sent it to NASA and was like, do you guys know what this is? And they wrote me back. They said, you know, most of the time if people ask us about this stuff, we don't really know like where a specific little piece of light is coming from. Sometimes you just don't effing know. Oh, but this one they did. But they were like, we uh, we made sure to write you back because I can tell you exactly what that is. It was a reflection of someone opening like some sort of cleaning port. And oh. when they open it, it lets out a little light. It shines on the window. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So thanks, NASA. Mystery solved. Yep. I like it. Very nice people over at NASA. They're not all assholes. <laughs>
Another problem that was brought up was piloting and how if you're flying a plane over this supposedly curved earth, you'll constantly need to be angling your nose downward. Yeah, Yeah, we heard this at the first meeting as well. One of those ones that's hard to respond to. Well, the plane would be falling if left to its own devices anyway, so you're constantly fighting the falling by by adding thrust to move forward. (laughs) There's a person guiding the plane because the plane doesn't go completely straight the whole time. It's like driving a car. It's such an inane argument, but there's many YouTube videos. I watched a few where they show this plane. They show it essentially traveling at a tangent to this ball of an earth and saying, okay, well, then you constantly have to be angling your nose downward just to stay consistent follow with the this incredibly gradual curve and all they have to do is describe that and then they've just made this nail in the coffin argument there was also that video of a guy who took a level up on the plane yes oh bless his like, heart look at this i felt so bad for oh, him oh man oh honey embarrassing <laughs> Yeah, he's, I think he was he's, making the same point. He's got a spirit level. He's showing how the plane doesn't have to constantly dip. And he's saying, so we would see it, the nose adjusting constantly mm. to keep up with the curvature of the earth. No. No, you wouldn't. You don't know how gravity works. The direction that the level is pointing to for down will change as you oh, move right. across the earth. Right, right, right. So yeah. No. So yeah, even if it were constantly going down, it kind of wouldn't matter. This is not a head scratcher for scientists. Yeah. One factoid that we were constantly presented with that I didn't know before this was that for every mile you move along the earth's surface, you essentially lose eight inches of height based on the curvature of the earth. So if your boat was floating away from you, every mile that it travels, eight inches would get chopped off the bottom of it, then sail three miles away, then, you know, there'd be a foot missing off the bottom of the Uh boat. So as far as I know, that's true. But constantly, they would refer to this as just such a laughably stupid idea. So we went over that. I asked them if there were any flat earth pilots and they said, oh, yeah, definitely. Lots of flat earth pilots. We don't need to name them. There's probably one or two out there. but Probably someone who has like a pilot's license, but this is flies to Las Vegas twice a year. This is much like the reference to the flat earth astronomers who can predict eclipses just as well as the Globesters Mm -hmm. probably don't actually exist. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or they exist and it doesn't matter. These guys were also talking about, because this was just two days before the September 23rd astronomical event. Yes, when the world ended. They were talking about that and the significance of Virgo. Oh, cool. Yeah. The man child. And the lifting of a veil. They thought something significant was going to happen too. Cool. They didn't mention a man child. Uh, They didn't know what it would be though? No, I don't think they mentioned any specifics. Bummer. There was a really funny line a guy said, but I can't remember the context of it. He said that if he were rich, he'd accuse his enemies of being aliens as well. But I can't remember what we were talking about. (laughs) I just thought that was really funny. You know what I would do if I were rich? All day long, you'd bitty bitty bum? No. All day long, I'd listen to good, good podcasts. Do you have any in particular that you would listen to? Yes, I do. I'd listen to this one. In celeb news this week, the hosts of Lady to Lady took a break from hanging with today's hottest comedians, actors, and writers to sell a sex machine. What'd they do with all that cash? Rent a party bus to go to Magic Mike Live in Vegas, of course. All of this on the heels of a salacious sizzler session with Home Alone 4 star French Stewart. Want to know what the f*** we're talking about? Tune into Lady to Lady whenever, wherever you listen to podcasts. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. I think so. I love those Maximum Fun shows. So uh, that was pretty much the conversation with those gentlemen. Yeah, so Alicia poor thing, was sitting and absorbing all of this, Uh the woman who wasn't a flat earther. What was her expression? Oh, man. She looked miserable. She looked miserable. She had been brought by Addison, the co-founder of the group he mentioned in the first episode. Mm -hmm. So Addison's sitting across from us. And you can tell that Addison has the sort of nervous energy of like, oh, I invited my friends and, you know, I should be entertaining my friend, but she also seems uncomfortable. So Alicia does look uncomfortable. And when Philip started t- started talking about like these conspiracy theories and started mentioning the lizard people. Alicia just put her head down and looked at her lap and Addison goes, 
We just lost you, didn't we? Oh, okay. A little self-aware there. Yeah. Lizard people. So eventually, Alicia had to get up and go. You know, she she had an appointment. <laughs> so she looked at me and she said, I, I got to go. And I looked A hair around. appointment, a dog appointment. I don't know what it is, but it's really important. <laughs> yeah. I got to be there. And I said, good luck. And she said, you do. <laughs> she probably felt like she was uh, abandoning a fellow soldier. Yeah, it could be. Meanwhile, those documentarians were really up in this conversation with me. Yeah, I realized they were over on your side filming this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, okay, that's what they were honing in on. Yeah, so if you see a lady in a USC shirt, it's me. Hey. In any movie, a woman in a USC (laughs) shirt is me. It's weird. It's a Mexican lady. (laughs) In her 60s, but she's wearing a USC shirt. I guess that's Carrie. Must be Carrie. <laughs> well, while you were over there, we had a new visitor come and join us. I'm going to call him Ruben. And everyone was super excited to see him show up. He was a younger fellow. Uh, had his girlfriend with him, I assume. You know who I'm talking about? I do know who you're talking about. Yeah, he came in and it, yeah, brought the room up. Uh, I guess he'd been to many of these meetings. He was a well-known figure. and uh, That's a bit of a saunter. Yeah, he seemed like he was kind of the, the big fish in the small pond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We shifted around a little bit and he sat across from me. Okay. Immediately started saying- Very the, rational things. The wildest things imaginable. Oh, big surprise. Okay. All right. <laughs> Where to start with this guy? So he was very braggadocious about his psychic telepathic abilities. Oh, wow. Talking about his ability to remote view. Okay. And move things with his mind. Did he do it? Yes. What? Yes. Okay. So some of these people have seen me do it. I can move light objects. And the biggest thing I've ever moved with my mind was a ping pong ball on water. I'm thinking... What? Oh, come on. And that's pretty similar to what the Scientologists used to do when they would do those upper level classes where you were learning to move things with your mind. Oh, for God's sake. They've discontinued those courses because I think they realized how embarrassing they were. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, he's making these claims and he said, you know, like something light, like a a dollar bill balanced on a sharp point. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, cool. Well, can you do it now? I want to see this. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, geez. Well, uh, you know, I don't have a dollar bill and we don't have anything that's like a point. I ran off and I went over to the counter and I got, there was like a little ice cream. Oh no, we had had some ice cream. Mm -hmm. And so I had this empty ice cream container. So I turned it upside down. I stuck a toothpick through it. I took out a dollar bill and I folded it down the center lengthwise and widthwise and balanced it right on top there just as he described. And he said, are you an engineer? (laughs) Nope. Now make it move. (laughs) So... Okay, okay. So we bounce so it. So is the idea to make it like turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have video of him. Oh, wow. Blowing on a dollar bill as, oh, he, no! as he moves it around. Yeah, he was waving his hands around. Maybe he was moving air currents, but it looked like he was blowing out of his The mouth. old, who was it, James? Uh, Hydric. The old James Hydric trick. James Randi caught that guy doing the same exact thing just by putting some styrofoam peanuts around. Yeah, I wish I had had some styrofoam peanuts. Yeah, definitely. Only I were truly an engineer. Everyone should go and look this up, how James Randi caught. Exposed this guy. Yeah, caught this fraud in such a clever and simple way. Yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic YouTube clip. Now, look, we're sending people to look at stuff on YouTube. <laughs> That's true. But, but that guess w- what? It won't be two hours. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be like, like four five minutes. minutes. Seriously. Yeah, he did this. I filmed him. Then I practiced my telekinetic powers. He filmed me doing the same thing. And Oh, did you blow on it? Yeah. First, I just kind of waved my hands around it. And then I decided, okay, well, I want this thing to move. So I gently blew out of my mouth. Then it would startle and move. And he said, whoa, look at that. See, you have the power. No, I wonder if he's thinking, oh, shit, this guy knows my trick. Or if he's thinking. He definitely did a good job of it, though. Uh-huh. Like he had the stagecraft down. Right. But, but yeah, I wonder in his mind what's going on. Is it like, oh, man, I, I'm not able to actually do it. But Ross is able to actually do it. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. But that wasn't even the start with this guy. He said that moonlight makes things colder. Well, that's not true. Okay, so if you go outside and if you put a thermometer on an object and on one side the moon is showing on it and on the other it's in the moon shade where the moon's light is not hitting it, the one on the moon side will get colder. 
<laughs> Let's test it. You could test that. That is yep. that is testable. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting bit of information. Okay. <laughs> we also learned that Obama has oh, no. been drinking baby blood. Oh, no. Oh, okay. So this, this comes from all of the Pizzagate stuff, right? Maybe. Apparently, this gives Obama some kind of strength. <laughs> they'll take babies and they'll shock them and get them in a really agitated state and then kill them. Okay. And the way he described it was kind of upsetting to me. I, I won't uh-huh. even share that. But okay. So then he drinks the blood and he gains the power from these infants. And I said, okay, well, where are these missing persons reports? Like, whose uh-huh. children are these? And I'm trying to remember the answer was something like wards of the state or something. They were stealing babies and telling the mothers that they had died oh, in childbirth, sure. but they hadn't. Okay. Then they'd raise Clever. them for this harvesting. Okay, sure. Next, he was telling another guy, he was saying that he should try urine therapy and was asking, have you tried urine therapy? (laughs) These people are into everything. Yeah, at this point, I'm thinking, oh, man, this is getting so far away from flat earth. But okay, we're going to talk about this now. Ruben said that he rubs urine in his eyes whenever they itch. What? Yeah, he rubs. What? His, yeah, yeah. Carrie like grabs her stomach and uh, <laughs> in revulsion. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Oh, let me pee in my hand and then rub it in my eyes. On my eye? Yeah. Cause... Well, also, every time your eye itch, do you run to the bathroom and pee in your hand? How does that even work? Also, I don't want to eat pizza with this person. <laughs> Good point. That was just the tip of the iceberg with this fellow. It just <sighs> kept going on for a long time. But he, in particular, seemed to believe in everything. And his girlfriend seemed pretty proud of him. You know, he's very accomplished and knows so much. (laughs) That's what she was telling me. He left at some point and we talked to her for just a little bit. She said, oh, yeah, I'm learning so much from him. And I just wanted to take her aside and be like, get away from this guy. No, you haven't. (laughs) Exactly. He's just steamrolled you with information you can't process. You've learned nothing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I heard a lot that day. I had a bunch of browser tabs to look up Santo Bonacci. Ogtea's 13.7 hertz frequency, which is apparently our brainwave frequency. That's what they use for mind control. Ground Zero Radio, True World Flat Earth Documentary, Wise Up. I can't remember if that was a podcast or radio program or what. Mud Fossils, Megaliths.org, and New Earth YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> so you always leave these meetings with all of these reading and watching assignments. Yeah. And I've barely, barely caught up on all that. Skimmed the gradually curving surface. Yeah, there's so much you could watch. So far, none of it has persuaded me. I plan to watch more, and I think we'll have some more reporting to do on yeah. Flat Earth. And it's interesting, like you said, they do so quickly go off of the Flat Earth topic, and as a person trying to see this world from their perspective that's frustrating and at the same time it's very telling it's like this isn't even really about the flat earth is it it is about how your brain works and how you conspiratorially process everything around you so all these things feel really connected to Mm -hmm. you yeah and the underlying thread seems to be just don't trust anyone there are evil forces at play they are in control of the world right they don't like you they are lying to you Mm -hmm. that's pretty much it So it was almost a relief when Mariah came over from your side of the table and joined me. She sat on my right. And so the rest of the meeting was pretty much me just chatting with Mariah and, you know, a lot of nice platitudes about how we need to love people more, etc. That was better than Obama drinking baby blood at that point. So I welcomed it as a, a good change of pace. Good, good, good. Until the meeting ended. It went on for, I'd say, about two and a half hours. Yeah, that sounds right. Long for a lunch. This time we were there earlier because we had gone for sunset the previous meeting. So that was it for the Flat Earth meetup group. There will be more to talk about with the Flat Earth in general, though. So we'll save our ratings? Yeah. So you'll just have to wait to find out if we think it's scientific or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you don't have to wait for this Jumbotron! Jumbotron, Jimmy Church. <laughs> so this Jumbotron is for Courtney from Matt. And he says, happy anniversary, Courtney. It has been an amazing 13 years. You've broadened my horizons and enlightened me, all while entertaining my healthy skepticism for just about everything. I can't wait to watch more terrible documentaries and listen to podcasts together about cults and the supernatural. Here's to many more fun-filled years. I love you. Yeah, they sound nice. Oh, that's wonderful. Maybe they can take over the show if we die. Okay. Oh, no. Courtney and Matt. Do you think they'll be better than Paul Ryan? 
Yes. They've got the job. Well, anyway. That was a wild adventure. Oh, boy. We're glad you could join us for it. There will be a little bit more about Flat Earth, so you'll just have to hang on. Hang on to your flat hat. (laughs) Our producer is Ian Kramer. Our music was written, performed, and arranged by Brian Keith Dalton. You can find us on facebook.com forward slash on rack. That's where we post pictures. That's where we post articles. That's where we post all kinds of things, and you can interact with us and other listeners. All true. You can also support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Correct. Also, you can go to iTunes or your favorite podcast service of choice and leave us a positive review. You can tell your friends in person Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. on the internet. But don't tell Matt and Courtney. They know. Yeah, they've heard about us. You could tell Paul Ryan, though. See how he reacts. Yeah, he might want to (laughs) know what he's in line for. And remember. What you're seeing here is a mirage. A lie is a lie, and it don't matter how many dumb people believe it. And the truth is the truth, hiding right out in plain sight, and still people don't see it. Man, this shit got me hated, and I won't stop till the elite are being defeated. They keep us deceived about everything that we think, and they keep it a secret. What we're taught is not conducive with reality. Big bang, evolution, and there's gravity. I tell the truth, and then these motherfuckers laugh at me, telling me the earth is photoshopped because it has to be. Most people accept the deception happily, but what they're doing to us all is a tragedy. God created the heavens and the earth in a verse, but we're living in a famous on the galaxy. They say we're monkeys on a ball flying through outer space But there's no proof, it seems to have vanished without a trace NASA and other agencies falling down from grace You can take that bullshit pseudoscience and get out my face I'm the antisocial type, you're a government prototype That's why you make it a point to tell me that I'm crazy every time you're angry Cause you know I'm right I'm standing outside the house of cards about to watch it fall No more living on a cartoon ball Horizon means horizontal, indoctrination is awful Because you're taught the globe model Ever since y'all could crawl We follow rapists and murderers Liars, thieves, and sun worshippers Saying we can't see curvature Cause we're all too small And though it's never been proven They say we're ripping and shooting The earth is spinning and moving Oh no, no, not at it's a criminal enterprise where deception intensifies. Nassau's got us all living life on a cartoon ball. It is but it has to be. What you're seeing here is a mirage. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a floby, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.